Hey folks and welcome to another episode of Podcraft. This is a show about everything podcasting, from launching a show to monetizing, everything in between. I'm Colin Gray, as always, joined by Matthew. Good morning. Or is it afternoon? It is right on the... What is it? The, the, the sun is on the yard arm? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Never understood that. That's basically an excuse for people in Scotland to start drinking, isn't it? As long as the sun's past <laughs> the yard arm, you can start drinking. So, I didn't uh, know we needed an excuse. Well, true. Do you know, we should try an episode of Podcraft sometime with a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Christmas one next week, yeah. a couple of weeks time. How to make a lowly produced podcast. <laughs> yeah, good segue. So on this uh, series, we are continuing... Sorry, this series is all about highly produced podcasting. And on this episode, we are continuing that theme. Last time around, we talked about planning and scripting, didn't we? So how about how to put together a show, how to think about scripting it. This time, we are talking about... Uh, the recording and equipment of said Excellent. type of podcast. Good stuff. So yeah, basically how it differs, isn't it? It's like, we talk about equipment recording all the time, but how it differs when you're thinking about a highly produced podcast. Yeah, and the similarities, I guess. The overlaps as well with yeah. standard podcasts. Yeah, indeed. Aye, there will there will be a fair bit of overlap, but just a few extra things to think about eh, when you're recording stuff for use in a highly produced show. Before we jump into it, I'll say this episode is sponsored by Audioblocks. Uh, Audioblocks is a subscription service, gives you access to sound effects, music, loops to polish up your show. Uh, you can check them out over at audioblocks.com forward slash podcraft. And we'll talk a bit more about what they do later on. Right. So do we need different equipment? <laughs> the short answer is not necessarily, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, yeah. But again, it all it all depends on your sort of needs and wants. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, we talked about interviews, and you know, it's a highly produced show. You don't need interviews, but yeah. there's a good chance you're going to be using other contributions other yes. than just the presenter. Yeah, so somebody outside your team. There's there's different ways to record interviews, and the most popular method today is undoubtedly the remote interview isn't it mm-hmm. um the opportunity we have now in this uh, connected world to <laughs> to jump on a call with this somebody and, and record it yeah yeah uh, so from your point of view it could just give you more flexibility doesn't it so you can get more people in yeah so you can get a, a wider range cast. Of, yeah of expertise yeah so from your point of view if you've got your usb mic or maybe you've got your your mixer set up to your computer yeah. or your preamp running into your computer um so that's that's usually fine if you're a yeah. podcaster anyway you could probably trust your own audio setup but it's more about recording quality audio from yeah. the guest yeah. Yeah. isn't it yeah totally i i mean if you're that's a skype interview is fine for your standard weekly stuff but as soon as you're going highly produced you're you're putting more time and effort into this so it's worth that little extra percent to get good quality source material from them too isn't it yeah so it comes down to uh, having a bit of dialogue with your guest. So you might be in the fortunate position where you're interviewing another podcaster. Mm. Um, but I appreciate that, you know, that that's relevant for us because we do podcasting shows. Yeah. But other <laughs> folks, you know, are, reco- are, are interviewing people that don't do podcasts mm-hmm. and maybe aren't used to even loading up Skype or anything like that. Yeah. So opening a dialogue with these people and, and sort of laying out the expectations and making sure that they're happy to, you know, buy into that and help you with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, advising them on audio equipment themselves. So if you have the budget, and I hear a lot of people doing this, uh, sort of bigger shows, they'll maybe send uh, a headset mic, a decent yeah, yeah, headset yeah. or USB mic to yeah. somebody, either, you know, 
let them borrow it and, and send them the package and to send it back free yeah, of charge to yeah. them or just as a gift, as a reward yeah, for yeah. Um, getting involved. So... Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not unfeasible, is it, to just send out a self addressed package with a, uh, you know, sorry, a package to a guest with a decent wee headset in it, with a self addressed package back in it for them to post back really yeah. easily. But yeah, even something like the you know the Sennheiser PC8, that's the one we often recommend. Yeah, it's maybe twenty five, thirty dollars, same in pounds. Mm-hmm. It's not not everyone's got the budget to do that for every interview, but. If you're doing a highly produced show, you're investing a few days of your time into each episode, and that's a pretty small investment to make to make sure you're getting high quality stuff. Eh? Even uh, sending out, like if you've got a a Zoom H1 or a Tascam mm. DR05, mm-hmm. you know, really high quality, but um, very small recorders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could send one of them out uh, again to to borrow or to give them it. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, talk them through how they could set that recorder in front of them and record into it. Mm-hmm. So they might be, the Skype conversation might be taking place through their built-in microphone, yeah, yeah. but they're capturing their own audio. Yeah. And then you've just got to be diligent enough to remind them to hit record. Better quality, and then, yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've all done that. Yes. Sat down and not recorded Indeed. the show. In fact, yeah. are we recording now? Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Always worth checking. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what you would call a double ender in the in uh, the podcasting industry isn't it yeah, just yeah. having having your guest record their yes. side independently the good thing about that is if you get a bit of a dodgy skype connection as well sometimes you get these lags and then it catches up and that might happen on the call but it's not going to happen in the recording yeah like it's yeah. recording them locally it yeah. takes all that out of the equation so. exactly yeah yeah and there's a lot of tools to do that these days isn't there i mean you've got um Ringer and Zencaster are two of the kind of the big ones just now that are working on solving that. They already have to an extent, um, but they they're a tool that you just Ringer, for example, you put on your mobile phone, um, and uh, you contact your interviewee through that mobile app, and then it records both sides of the conversation, top quality. So even I mean, what what are your thoughts on like a mobile on a smartphone headset? Like if you plug in a standard, like if it's a good quality phone, like you. Decent smart Samsung or something like that, or an iPhone headset, does that give you a decent interview quality? I don't know. It's debatable, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, um, I suppose it's quite subjective. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they're not the best, are they? But yeah, yeah it, I think it, it comes down to like if you have the opportunity to get somebody who's really world class in your field yeah. or subject, then you probably, yeah, you have to be prepared to. To maybe give a bit in the the audio quality just to get the interview, yeah, yeah. Um, but if it's somebody that you know is quite has been quite easy to get, then yeah. you could start to to try and push the standards yeah. up a wee bit yeah. and, and make them jump through a few more hoops. <laughs> yeah. And also, you know, going on the going on the argument to them that you know the better you sound, the better you're going to come across. Yeah, if absolutely. you sound like you're down a well talking into a radio <laughs> um, you're not really going to impress very many yeah. people so it, yeah. you know hopefully people have enough self-respect that they want Aye. to come across well too. yeah if your subjects are investing they're investing time in it too aren't they they're they're actually answering your questions they're spending half an hour an hour with you um then you need yeah they want to appear well as well so definitely okay um Anything else about remote interviews at all? You mentioned uh, Zencaster, Cast, yeah, yeah. Ringer. These are all mm. good tools. I think as well, like I use Ecamm on the Mac, Ecamm Call Recorder for Skype. Uh-huh. I think with all these things, obviously, it does depend on 
what your guest recording into yeah if it's yeah. a decent mic but you know i've i've uh, interviewed podcasters over ecamm and had really you know top quality audio because they've been using a good mic yeah so yeah, yeah. um it's it's a combination of both yeah, what yeah. you're using to record and uh, yeah you know what they're recording into yeah there's i mean there's definitely no rules here is there because there's plenty of shows out there there's plenty of examples of shows that have done amazingly well uh even with bad quality interviews in them like serial is a good example so serial <clears throat> almost made a point of the fact that they were that she was sarah Coney was talking to um the guy in it the prisoner in prison and he was talking to him over the phone <laughs> but it almost added atmosphere because you knew that they had to do that because you yeah. couldn't exactly get to interview him but that didn't put people off listening did it mm-hmm. even though that that was terrible quality audio yeah it was awful but it was still in the show every single week and there was a good chunk of that stuff in there every week as well so there it doesn't count out being used but yeah it's just it has to be a deliberate decision as opposed to an accidental thing <laughs> like you don't want to be accidentally using crappy audio yeah yeah <laughs> one more yeah. thing to, to consider before we move on with uh, remote interviews is do you actually have to be uh, on a call to do it yeah yeah um so if you know like and this might be a thing that we would consider you know when you maybe speak to somebody who's on the west coast of the u.s and it's really awkward the time difference between there and here so like i've done interviews at like one in the morning and stuff when i've had to get somebody yeah yeah uh, i've wanted a guest who's been in la yes and you have to sort of accommodate them but if they are a a podcaster or they have a good mic of their own and they're competent with audio i could just like write down eight questions yeah and send them to that person and they could just sit down and you know they could just look at the question and answer it yeah yeah, so they send the audio and it means that you don't have to actually be there because presumably you're not going to be using your side of the audio anyway in your final cut yeah Yeah. so that that could be an option yeah for a for a highly produced show that's definitely an option isn't it i mean there's there's an example of that in the form of uh, tim ferris's show so he often does his round twos with interviewees where it's it's listener questions. So he does the big two hour, three hour where he's talking directly to the interviewee, but then they come on again maybe a few months later and answer the most commonly asked follow-up questions. And they'll be sitting there, it'll just be the guests sitting there with a mic, reading out questions and reading out their answers. Well, not reading, saying their answers to it. I have to admit, I, I don't tend to listen to them. I don't right. know whether it's... They are a wee bit less engaging because the people, <clears throat> maybe this is something that you could coach out of people. So you just give them a few tips not to do it. But when they're doing those ones, they tend to talk for quite a while. They tend yeah, to do a big yeah. monologue. Like they'll get a question and I'll talk for five or six minutes. Um, and that just, you know, it just becomes a bit boring. Mm-hmm. But it's probably just because people are a bit nervous speaking solo on a mic. Yeah. So you can probably give them a few tips, like say, be aware of how long you're speaking for. Like try and keep every answer down to 30 seconds or a minute and maybe even do have two goes at them. Like have yeah. two shots at each question um, and you'll usually find the second one's a wee bit better, a wee bit more concise, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's a good idea. It's a great idea. Eh? Um, especially for this type of show where you're going to be chopping it all up anyway. Yeah. And putting it into highly produced. Yeah, because yeah. you're more looking for the sound bites than the the hugely detailed yeah, yeah. answer. The three minute thing. Aye. <laughs> all right. Before we move on to the next section, let's get into audio blocks again. So audio blocks are sponsoring this episode. And uh, this time around, I wanted to talk a bit about loops. So they've got uh, the library that you subscribe to. You can get music, loops and sound effects. But loops... 
we use loops a fair bit for basically for intros and outros particularly you know when you want to introduce a show you've got your music coming in then you're maybe talking about what's coming up on this show you're maybe doing a wee bit of the social media stuff or the welcome stuff it's really cool to have a bed or music going underneath that introduction same with the outro like quite often you'll have the main content and then you suddenly say at one point you say okay well that'll do us for this week and then you'll go into the outro stuff which basically is like contact us on social media give us an itunes review all that stuff it's great it sounds really polished if you can have music going underneath both of those elements but the tricky part is that quite often you'll end up speaking for a minute, two minutes, three minutes, and your music won't be long enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so making it match. Uh, you see, you had an example of this, didn't you? You've been working with, uh, oh, what's the, uh, Jorgen keeps, uh, Jorgen keeps changing his name, the Employer Branding Podcast. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, hello to Jorgen, if he's listening. Indeed, hi Jorgen. should be. Indeed. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, with Jorgen's show, so he's got his um, intro music bed, but mm-hmm. it's not a loop. So he used to, managed to keep his intro to the podcast within the timing of that bed yeah yeah uh, which was fine but then he's got a few more things that he wants to talk about at the the start of the show now yeah yeah. and rightly so so. he's going over that yeah um and because it wasn't a loop it was quite awkward to make it sound okay so i I mentioned before i used templates on addition so i was able to get at how you know it sounded fine and it could keep going yeah basically i i created you spent a, loop. a while creating a loop yeah chopping it exactly the right place yeah exactly spending, yeah a, a long time but if it was <laughs> I've done that too <laughs> if it literally was a loop you know you can just you could just keep adding yeah. bits to however yeah. long yeah. you want yeah. it so. so to define a loop just i didn't even say that a loop is basically just a chunk of music which finishes exactly how it starts so you can just yeah. place one there on the timeline place another one right next to it and it just sounds continuous and it just keeps mm-hmm. playing over and over and over they'll tend to be maybe what 20 30 seconds long yeah so it's not obvious it's a loop there can mm-hmm. be a fair bit of variety in there but they're great for this because if you want to speak for three four five ten minutes however long you want with a bed underneath it you can just stack these loops up and it just keeps playing yeah. So it's great for that kind of thing. So yeah, Audioblocks has uh, a ton of these loops. You can go in there, you can find loads of this music and you could find one that might do as your standard intro or outro music. Um, save you spending those hours painstakingly piecing together uh, a loop of yourself uh, so yeah it'd be great if you go over and check that out also check out Jorgen's podcast the employer branding podcast hey to Jorgen uh, so you can get audio blacks uh, audio blacks audio blocks over there at audioblocks.com forward slash podcraft that's a-u-d-i-o-b-l-o-c-k-s dot com slash podcraft and they've got a seven day free trial if you use our link so you can test it out uh, before you jump right in Right, so back to the interviews, recording. What about on location? So here's where uh, we did a lot of on location interviews for UK Business Startup, for Converge Challenge Podcast, for... um, In fact, no, we haven't actually done any on location ones for Hostile World yet, have we? But we do plan to do that. You're you're off to do some location ones pretty soon, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. Going down to St Andrews to uh, interview Dr Alex Scholes, uh, who has a lot of knowledge on brown dwarfs and rogue planets so there's a teaser for you indeed (laughs) hostileworlds.net so how does that change what would you do differently when you're going on location or well first just to say it's 
location interviews, obviously the hard part of that is that it costs money to get there. It takes time to get there. It's hard to do them, but you're investing time into a highly produced podcast. It's all about the polish, about sounding above and beyond everyone else. So that's when it's worth it, isn't it? Yeah, you're, you're bringing in an aspect of control. Uh, usually you're going to meet the guest at a location of their convenience. So again, if it's, if it's somebody who uh, is local to you, uh, within reason yeah, but yeah. maybe they are that you know higher caliber I guess that they're yeah. not willing to jump through many hoops for yeah. you yeah. Uh, and you could go meet them you're totally in control of hit and record you're in control of what yeah. you're using and you can monitor the audio directly so mm-hmm. it's worth it doing if it's if it's practical yeah yeah definitely yeah so what kit do you tend to take for them the kit I've been using for the last couple of years going back to when we used to do the audio drama production podcast and record it in the car uh, was the Zoom H5 with the two uh, ATR 3350 lavalier mics mm-hmm. so the wee lapel mics that you see yeah, yeah. on the TV uh, and they were good just because they they take the um, hassle out of holding anything yeah, so you can yeah. just sit back and have a conversation yeah. and I think that's really good for guests as well especially guests that aren't used to recording yeah, audio yeah, yeah. you just you, you want to you want them to forget that they're recording yeah. and just have a natural conversation so yeah. that's why I, I really like lavalier mics and there's there's even some really good examples of lav mics that you could run straight into your phone isn't there yeah, yeah. the um the road smart lav pluses we yep. use them quite often don't we yeah definitely with the the splitter yeah the sc6 adapter yeah yeah so you can um you can record straight into your phone and that's actually, you know, it's pretty decent quality yeah, going into the iPhone. Yeah. It's really good for the little package. I mean, you, I, I carry them around all the time. I've got this little, the little road leather bag, which is only like two inches by two inches or something. Mm-hmm. Um, fits in a pocket in my bag, so I've always got it with me. Uh, and so I can do a two-way good quality interview, no matter what, uh, you know, just whatever I am. Yeah. Um, another option is, and it's, it's maybe not just as good as putting the lav mics on, but is to just take your digital recorder and, mm-hmm. and prop it up on the table. Yeah, yeah. Some of the Zoom recorders, uh, I used to have a Zoom H2 and it had a, a good little sort of screw-in stand and it just sat on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can record a decent interview that way, but if you have two speakers uh, having a conversation at maybe different distances, different yeah, volume levels, yeah. it can be a bit awkward to to produce it all yeah yeah so you're talking um, about just the recorder itself yeah, yeah just yeah. recording no, no, no the, external mics or anything yeah, and yeah. the built-in mics yeah so i listen to some podcasts that do this uh, some interview shows and you can get a bit of uh, variation between yeah. the speakers and it yeah. makes it quite difficult to listen to yeah. with that said if you're only using the guest's audio yes that will give you a bit more freedom obviously because you yeah. don't need actually put it really close to them yeah yeah so you're kind of holding you it like almost them, or, yeah, yeah or putting it right in front of or them stand, and you're just yeah. there to ask the questions yeah totally Aye. so yeah, indeed. You do, similar with um, shotgun mics, isn't it? That's quite a common, the sort of NPR style of recording. They often use shotgun mics or like if you look at transom and the like, they tre- they train on shotgun mics as opposed to, you know, a handheld or lavs. Um, a shotgun mic basically being uh, a microphone that's really heavily directional. So you can kind of hold it down at your lap. Can't yeah. You? Like you, you often see people doing interviews like that. It's, it's really down low, but pointing up at 
the person's mouth, the interviewee's mouth. So you're only really recording one person. Although it is possible with a bit of skill, I suppose, to yeah. move it back and forth between your mouth and their mouth. But that's it takes a fair bit of practice to get that right. I think it's something that you need to be monitoring. For example, you need to have your headphones on. You need to be mm-hmm. paying attention really heavily. Otherwise, you can easily miss a, a few cent, a few words off the start of a sentence and kind of ruin a little bit of recording. But um yeah, they're really laser specific, the yeah, shotgun yeah, mics. We yeah. we were at the uh, Scottish Podcasters meetup in Glasgow a few yeah, months yeah. ago. Um, and the, the folks from down in air, the Scottish Audio Cooperative, they yes. brought some gear with them. And uh, we were having a look at this shotgun mic in the pub. And it was just like, I put the headphones into the recorder yeah. and y- you can just point this mic at any sound and it's, <laughs> it just isolates yeah. so much, yeah. you know, to the point where you can point it to your mouth and you're talking and you just lift up to maybe point at your forehead and you yeah. can barely hear yourself yeah, speaking yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's just It was so... like a spy device, wasn't it? You could, uh, we were in a pub and I was pointing at people like 20 metres away yeah. and you could, yeah. I couldn't hear them in real life, but I could actually make out what they were saying Aye. off the mic. <laughs> Getting bothered for that. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but yeah, it was great. So, so yeah, they're used pretty extensively in interviews, particularly on location. So if you're, that's the thing, like the lavalier mic setup or the recorder setup is fine if you're sitting in one place. But quite often you'll want to go out and actually move about and somebody show you how they're working or, you know, if you're doing a sort of investigative podcast, you might want people to walk about their house and say this happened here, this happened here. Mm -hmm. Or you're doing like a business one where somebody's showing you around their workplace, like here's where I cook the, the chocolate, here's where I package it up, that type of stuff. So you're kind of walking about following them, just pointing the, the shotgun at their mouth as much as you can. So it gives you more flexibility like that if you have a device like that. Again, another option f- for for doing what you're saying there is just to uh, pin a digital recorder to their belt or stick it in their pocket yeah, and true. have the lav yeah. mic pinned to them. Yes. So again, you're taking your uh, your voice out of it yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. only concentrating on them. Yeah. The only slight issue there, you might still need to be connected in some way because you'd be wanting to monitor the recording with your yeah, headphones. Yeah, yeah. So you might uh, you might look a bit strange walking yeah. about and you've got a set of headphones coming out their pocket. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you get, there's a lot more wireless systems these days. Like yeah, Samsung, right. Samsung are coming out with um, a few different wireless systems now. So they've got a wireless lav, a wireless handheld that either the person could clip to their tie or, you know, they could hold on to a mic and be able to walk around a lot more easily. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, it's still possible. And you'd be able to monitor it from the base station in that yeah. case. So, yeah, definitely possible. Um, more and more options nowadays so that's cool there's also uh, and uh, again the chances are lo- your location interview is going to be with one person but if you want to go there and record multiple people mm-hmm. um we've done a, a wee setup on the the h4 and h5 before where it's been like we've got two xlr mics because you've got the two xlr ports in there mm-hmm. and then we use that uh, i love the name of it the, the little stereo splitter that we use Ho- the hosa tech uh, <laughs> i can't remember all the numbers and letters but um some codes it's a little stereo splitter so you could run two lavalier mics into the um the sort of the 3.5 millimeter jack the sort of standard headphone size jack and two xlr mics and you can put it on the multi-track record so Mm. you in theory you're recording four individual channels um again that's it's it's maybe less likely that you'd be doing that and there's more chance you're just going to record one person 
yeah, yeah. if you've if you want to capture a sort of conversation on location that's quite a good option yeah, yeah, too definitely. if you have the the gear for it yeah that's cool <laughs> okay uh what about is there anything you have to worry about in terms of um other stuff that's surrounding you the environments or core etiquette that kind of stuff yeah definitely i mean you you want to go to go to somewhere to record and judge it by how it sounds rather than how it looks yes so <laughs> you know it might look great you guys sitting in a, a cafe together or something like that or sitting in a park but if it's really windy or if it's really noisy then it's, it's maybe not going to be suitable if there's any doubt at all that your voice isn't clear above the noise yeah, yeah. i would say to, to definitely move yeah. um because Prevention's always better than cure with audio. Yeah. Uh, in all the podcast communities, I'm, I'm members of online. There's usually somebody every day who comes yeah. in and says, I recorded this interview, but I really need help taking out this noise or cleaning up yeah. this, cleaning yeah. up that. And, you know, sometimes that's going to happen. It's good that you, you get these tools, you know, yeah. Adobe Edition and Isotope and things like that. But if you can just record good source material, it, it just saves so much hassle. It's the time more than anything else, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so again, it, it kind of comes down to briefing your guest as well, if they're, especially if they're not used to recording audio. Yeah, so yeah. I've sat down to record people before and uh, this is going back to the days of putting the recorder on the table yeah <laughs> and somebody's been answering a question and they've been like drumming yeah. on the table I make this point <laughs> yeah. or you know yeah. you've got a a mic stand under the feet and they're, yeah. they're kicking it and things uh, like that yeah. and they're just they're genuinely yeah. not aware of it it's even stuff like creaking of a chair you don't actually notice it in real life because yeah. you're so used to the fact that chairs tend to creak but it just shows up so much more on a recording doesn't it i had an interview once as well where uh the guest was just like fiddling with a zip on their jacket for ages. <laughs> and it was one of those awkward things where I was, yeah. I didn't want to have to tell them to stop doing it. Yeah. But after a couple of answers, I was like, could, could you not do that? Cause <laughs> I could hear it quite clearly. It's totally the, showing up. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's where monitoring comes in again though, isn't it? It's like, get your headphones on, make sure you're monitoring your recordings and then uh, it'll become much more obvious when that kind of thing's happening. Yeah. I mean, you, you definitely want to have a pair of headphones in. And, and monitor the recording yeah, yeah. Um, even if you know the guest is behaving completely well and you're in a, a good quality environment if yeah. you're not monitoring it there could be like mobile phone signal that's happened to yeah, me before yeah. and y you're never going to know that right. until you put the audio into your, your computer and have yeah, a look at it so for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah take all the make it make it safe for yourself and yeah. and monitor <laughs> cool does that cover the lot then yeah i think it does yeah remote and location interviews so that's how to capture your source material i guess isn't it how to go out there and get the stuff that's going to go into the uh the show itself um so I'll just say, if you need any more help on this, remember we've got the Podcast Host Academy, which is over at thepodcasthost.com forward slash academy, uh, where we've got a range of courses around equipment. So it covers all this kind of stuff, like how to set up your uh, your interview setup, whether it's the remote type or whether it's on location. So we can help you out with courses on there or uh, even help you in our live coaching sessions or the uh, the community forums where you can get help from us and uh, the rest of the community as well. So yeah. Sure. Right. could plan it out plan out your whole highly produced podcast uh, in the academy so yeah if you're interested in that go over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash academy and you can join up there 
Otherwise, we'll finish up by saying this episode is sponsored by Audioblocks. Audioblocks is a subscription service that gives you access to sound effects, music and loops to polish up your show. And you can check them out over at audioblocks.com forward slash podcraft. Uh, and you've got a seven day free trial there if you sign up with our link. Uh, you can try it out before you jump right in. All right. So that's the uh, recording and equipment out of the way. That's right. What we got coming up next, Matthew? It's a good we'll question. Have a quick look at the uh, the episode list. I think probably it's good to jump into interviews next, isn't it? We've we talked about how to plan this uh, sort of the scripts and the planning last time, and now we've talked about how to record the interviews. So we'll talk about how to actually deliver them next. Yeah, time. yeah. How to do them? How to? Because I think there's a lot you can do to plan ahead that makes interviews more useful, isn't there? Like so, because you can end up with like three hours worth of stuff that you have to trawl through and theme and all that kind of thing. But yeah, with a wee bit of extra planning, you can cut that way down and make it much easier. So yeah, next time around, we'll be talking about how to do an interview with the intention that you are going to be doing a highly produced show. So you're going to be chopping it up. And I bet you a lot of this will apply actually to making better interviews, even if you're not planning to chop it up. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Make it more concise. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for uh, being on the show again, Matthew. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for spending time with us, dear listener. We'll talk to you next time. Mm